Welcome to Coffee with April. What you're about to listen to is the audio recording of our April video content. We're bringing this to you in audio form to make sure you can take it with you wherever you go. For the full video, please visit our YouTube channel, Coffee with April. Thank you. What am I drinking here? I have a cup of coffee in front of me, as you guys can see as well. Um, I want to talk about something that we haven't started to talk about yet in this industry, um, something that is fairly new, something that you guys already have tasted, um, something that some of you may not have tasted. It's a new kind of taste experience, and it's something that I would say would be fair to argue kind of comes out of the competition world more or less, right? What I want to talk about is a new style of fermentation. A lot of people refer to it as an ibonic fermentation. Um, some people refer to it as a carbonic maturation. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to talk about it. There's a lot of different ways to refer to it, but if you want to kind of dumb it down and make it simple, it's about a low oxygen or zero oxygen fermentation, preferably done in a stainless tank that is pressurized where you control temperature, um, time, uh, pH, and all other values that you need to kind of measure to be able to control your fermentation. It's about the fact that we see a lot of coffees now coming out on the market from a lot of dif different roasters, including ourselves. Uh, what I'm drinking here is an anaerobic fermentation uh, of a really interesting Castillo varietal, and you can clearly taste what the fermentation have done in terms of elevating the taste quality of this coffee. But what I want to talk about is that is all new fancy anaerobic or carbonic processing good? For the sake of this video, we're going to just call them the same because I know there's differences. I know a lot of people have a lot of different variations of it, as with all processing in the world. But again, remember, this is basically a low oxygen or zero oxygen fermentation that can be done in different ways. Um, but the question here is, before we go into detail again with the fermentation is, is it a good thing? What do we actually think about it? Um, is it changing anything? Where does it come from? And what's the impact it might have in this industry? I think what we've already seen is that it, it got famous for most of us by Sasa winning the World Barrister Championship, amazing presentation, uh, Colombian coffee, if I remember right. And he pitched just carbonic maturation. It's been around for longer, for sure, as, as everything that's been invented. It says that this is the first time it was highlighted, right? Done an amazing job ever since. A lot of you, especially if you're competing, you've been trying the product origin coffees, uh, from, especially from Vicka Debra and a lot of other places around the world as well. And it's fair to say that that has changed the flavor experience we can expect in coffees. Now, I myself competed with an anaerobic fermentation in Boston for the World Brewers Championship, and hands down, that's the best tasting coffee I ever had. So there's obviously positive things that can come out of these kind of fermentations, but we need to understand that not all coffees are tasty just because they have a fancy processing method. It's the same with wash processed coffees, it's the same with natural processed coffees. And what we're starting to see now in the kind of anaerobic world of processing is that there's actually a lot of cases where we see really inferior green coffee being processed really fancy and due to the fancy processing sold really really expensive and you cup these coffees and a part of it you can taste the processing by itself and you can get excited over the fact that you have a new taste experience but if you're a bit experienced, you also understand that a part of it is just a really low quality green coffee and that actually goes through in the final cup 
we see that more and more and you go to shops, you, you go into groceries websites and you buy these coffees and they end up actually tasting like pretty not so good green coffee, right? And we have some kind of moral and philosophical thing we need to start discuss here. Whereas on one side, it's amazing that farmers can charge more for their money, more for their coffee, um, or get more money for their coffee. Um, but we also see a situation here where people are working with really, really low-grown coffee, uh, working with coffee that isn't proper sorted, and they're pitching it as amazing coffee, but the reality is that they just took coffee that normally wouldn't be good enough to sell especially, they put a fancy processing on it, and the result is something they sell really expensive and they pitch this a new flavor experience, right? Which to be fair, a lot of people can still argue that taste is subjective and it's up to all of us, which it is, right? I mean, you start a company to work with the kind of coffees you want. So I'm not here to criticize other people. I'm just here to say that there is a potential here where if we taste too much processing in a cup, which to be fair, a lot of these are, um, we move away from tasting the terroir. We move away from tasting the varietal, the cultivar. We move away to some extent from the craftsmanship of the farmer. Even if the farmer, in a lot of cases, is the processor as well, right? But the best anaerobic copies are the ones where you can taste the quality of the varietal and the terroir together with the processing that's lift the quality. If you have a coffee where you only taste processing, Personally, I don't see the value in that. And I think it's a real, it's a real fine line, it's a good balance we need to discuss. And again, there is a price tag to these coffees that is much, much higher than ever before. And um, we recently bought a coffee from, uh, actually from another roastery, uh, green coffee without saying the name, because that's not important. Um, and it was, it was, to some degree, this was also all our fault because we purchased a coffee that we wanted to use exclusively for one of our athletes. And I have a good experience with this uh, processing mill, uh, the same that my competition coffee in Boston came from. And there is this craze for Costa Rican coffee that tastes like cinnamon, which is cool and interesting, I get it. But some of these are done with inferior varietals or pretty low quality, good varietals to begin with. And that shines through in the final cup. Even if you have some interesting cinnamon notes, you also have quite a lot of these negative notes from the green coffee. And my fear is that people are not understanding that. My fear is that people are losing connection with what farming actually is. They're losing connection with what the quality of the individual varietal, the soil, the altitude. What is the impact of that specific terroir that you as a roaster have chosen to buy coffee from, right? But we end up in a situation where the coffees only taste good because it's a different processing, and even that doesn't really make them very tasty. I think that's something we need to, to debate and that's something that we need to discuss. Um, there is a lot of value in the traditional ways of approaching coffee. I'm not against innovation. Again, one of the best coffees I ever had was an anaerobic fermentation coffee. Um, I very recently tried the, the Symmetry Finca Debra coffee out of Product Origin. And that holds down, it's an amazing coffee, hands down. It's a fantastic coffee. There's no argument against that, right? But I've also tried just as many anaerobic coffees that just taste like alcohol, or that just taste like really bad sorted coffees with plenty of defects and a bit of ferment on it, right? So there's a caution here to not just jump into, this is new and cool and interesting, therefore I need to buy it. And we also need to encourage our farmers. I mean, some farmers I buy from, we're the only roastery that still buys washed coffees from them, right? 
and that's amazing because other people buy you know full naturals or they buy these anaerobic stuff and and I mean where is the terroir where is the taste of that individual farmer and the work that they do farming is a personal expression um, of some kind of quality and taste we don't want to take that away and April wants to highlight that uh, and we we're in an issue where I know there's coffees on the market that are innovative experiment processing that actually are very low quality. They are sold for a tremendous amount of money and they're sold for people that either don't know better or maybe they like it, which is fine because we all like different coffees. But we can't forget about the core of farming. We can't forget about the varietals uh, that we kind of built this industry on. We can't forget about the importance of soil, the importance of sorting. If we all just pick a bunch of cherries and put them in a fermentation tank, uh, and they sell really expensive, then all of a sudden, why care as a farmer, right? There's plenty of coffees on the market now, which I think is the worst, um, where salt that is anaerobic um, process, whereas you have some anaerobic that is done in, in a controlled environment with stainless steel pressurized tanks, where you measure pH, temperatures, everything, and you have some that are just dumped in a plastic bucket, you put the lid on and you put it away, and then you open the lid after a while, and you call that fancy, and then you sell that for a lot more money because it took more time or because it was an experiment. And that's not craftsmanship, that's not farming, right? There's someone being a bit lazy putting some coffee in a bucket. We need to push the boundaries and quality. We need to make sure that if we're moving into a new processing method, that should elevate and showcase the taste of the farmer and the terroir. I shouldn't take that away. I don't want a reality where all of the coffees model of the world taste the same because it's the same processing method. I want to be able to taste a difference, right? That's the kind of farm products we're looking into. That's the kind of farmers we are interested in working with as well, where there's an identity in the taste of the coffee we buy from them. And I see a development here where we get a lot of experimental processes that are actually not very tasty and they're so really expensive. And if you just taste them blind, you understand it's just a bowl of ferment, basically. And that's not what we're looking for here. So this was a bit of an unusual rant, but I think an important one. And we're going to come up to this. We're going to come back to it. We're going to talk about, we're going to have a few podcast series, a few video series, kind of highlighting the importance of fermentations. Again, some people are doing it extremely well, and it can make coffee taste extraordinary. But most anaerobics are not, to be fair. Most anaerobics are not worth the money. And it's about farmers trying to get more money from their coffee, which is amazing. It's always good. The farmer should always get more money, but we also want quality coming out of that. So we want to start a discussion, and we'd love to get you guys involved as well to hear your comments and your thoughts, and we're going to see where we end up there. And as I mentioned, we're going to promise you guys some podcasts, some other material. We're going to really deep dive into this and talk to the people that are behind it, talk to the people that do it really well, talk to the people that maybe don't do it so well, and kind of see if we can figure out if this should be a sustainable part of the green coffee future um, within the specialty coffee. So as usual, thank you guys for, for watching. Any comments, and I think you do, please write them down here. We'll love to start a proper conversation about this. Thank you. From us here at April, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share with your friends, family, and colleagues. Thank you.